Ah, okay. So, okay, here's what I want to talk about. Um, we talk about, we think about uh, Eretz Yisrael slash Geula. So we can look at it, we can think about it from two completely different approaches, different angles. There's something that we call Hashkacha, which we can define as how HaKadosh Baruch Hu leads his world to wherever he's leading it. Some sort of divine plan that's playing itself out some way or another. Of which we are, and this is the way I'm phrasing it, observers, passive observers, at best, who maybe sometimes see the patterns or see how Hashkov is playing itself out, where it's going. That's one model of, let's say, Gu'ula, meaning some sort of, something's happening in the future. We believe that. 12th Dicker, here's Mashiach. Okay, so what's, what is going to happen? Is it something that we're going to see Hashem's plan? We're going to perhaps understand Hashem's plan maybe as it plays out and we'll see the development of it. Or, other model is, there are things in the world that we do. That we do. Now, what do I mean to say when we, what do we do as opposed to what Hashem does? I mean to say there are things that we understand what we're doing and we can predict. Here's what we're doing and why. We're going to make the world a better place. Everything we do is to make the world a better place. You know, build a house. You need a house. You want to write a book because the world will be a better place. You know, whatever you do is because you have a chesh. So that's what I'm calling things that we do. And then there are things that Hashem does, which I mean to say, things that we don't understand, but we can understand after the fact and say, oh, look, something interesting is happening. But what's, in what's happening, what's interesting about what's happening was not inputted by our brains. Because we didn't think about it in advance, but we can perceive it and, and detect it. So these are, you can look at everything that happens in the world. And the good things that happen in the world, and what I'm talking about today specifically is Gula slash Israel. So the good things that happen in the world, the good things that happen, here's the key thing we're talking about, the good things that happen in this world, there are two ways to look at the good things that happen. Either they happen to Hashgotha, to Hainu. Hashem understands it, Hashem does it. We don't understand it. And there are good things that happen through human beings being Tzalmalikim, through the fact that we understand things, we have theories, models, mental models, ways of thinking about things that then we act upon and create good. So we can apply that, we can think about that. Now, if you're talking about Gula and Yisrael, which of those two approaches are we supposed to, is going to happen, let's say. Is there a difference between the criteria for, let's say, foresight hashkafa and, and hindsight hashkafa, right? Or, let's say, recognition of, like, the pattern of providence. There's certain things that we can understand in foresight, we would imagine, are providential. If the can starts to float, mm -hmm. and that's a foresight criteria that I'm setting in hindsight. I if you predict it, if you predict it, if you predict that the plan is about to float, what do you mean? Meaning, I would consider it providential, let's say. Or, or it's hard to have a fore foresight providence is always... A trickier criteria to satisfy than hindsight, right? Okay, so I, I think what you're saying is like, so are you, are you asking like this? Here we're talking about two different things things that we understand and things that we don't understand, but happen anyways, right? So the second category, things that happen even though we don't understand them, can we only understand them after they happen or can we only predict them after they happen? Whatever. Someone, meaning if I roll a dice and 
you know, and there's a hundred sides on it. Yeah. In hindsight, after the dice is rolled and it rolled on fifty-seven, I could say, "Oh my gosh, it rolled yeah. on fifty-seven. It yeah. has to be Ashkafa." Yeah. That's not as impressive because it's going to roll on some number. Yeah. Versus in foresight, if I say it's going to roll on fifty-seven, yeah, yeah, or fifty-seven yeah. would right. be a providential outcome. Yeah, we're not trying to impress anyone. We're not trying to impress anyone. The thing is like this: the thing is, we have this thing called Judaism, whatever, and and it makes various predictions. Such as, that's why I'm saying Mashiach, right? The Gula. So it's 57 before the die is rolled. Yeah. Okay. So that predict that is a prediction. I'm working with that prediction now. To the extent that we're that that prediction is going to come true, is that going to come true through just being a prediction without us implementing something, or is or is the prediction that human beings are going to implement something? And you could trace this question. I'm saying, talking about Eretz Yisrael, and I talk about this in my sefer. I'm saying, Legami, the very question should we move to Eretz Yisrael? You can you can map out those who take a passive approach to Mashiach in general and those who take an active approach to Gula. And maybe it has to do with this question. But what I'm, but I want to talk about it in a general way. In a general way, um, if you know, we spoke about last year. Okay, Eretz Yisrael is central to the Torah. Very nice, no question about it. And what I mentioned last year, one important thing was that if you see that it's central to the Torah, but it still is not interesting to you, then you're stuck. There's nothing to do about that. There's no. It just means that you don't get the Torah. The Torah doesn't speak to you. That's what we spoke about last time. So fine. So Eretz has to speak to you. There has to be something about Eretz that's interesting to you if you're going to be a full Jew, if you can understand the Torah. But the question is, is what's interesting about Eretz Yisrael slash Gula, which to me is identical, is what's interesting that there's something we can do about it that makes sense, okay? And then we should explain what it is and how it is, and then go ahead and do it. Push it, right, write a paper, explain it to it that everyone can understand without... Without anything supernatural, meaning to say, without anything predictable, you know, without anything just that's the way it is, but really explaining how, right, how it's going to happen. Or, or should we fall back and say, look, there's a pattern called Jewish history, there's a pattern of the world called the Jewish people, which broadly speaking, we call that Hashkacha, and we should tap into that, let's say, tap into that by going to Eretz Yisrael, say, and if we go to Eretz Yisrael, things will be good, not because we could explain how, but because that's what it says in the holy books. There's some sort of hashkacha, prediction, providence, that Eretz Yisrael is, is, is central to. Is it obvious that these are two separate options, or maybe they're really one? Right, so maybe these are really one. So, that's right, maybe it's really one. In those, is, there really a thi- is there really such a thing as patterns in reality, again, that's what I'm calling Ashkafa, that um, that happen without human thought. Is that, is that your question, essentially? No, my, my point is maybe maybe the way these predictions come true is by the same the same source telling you do this, and somehow the things you do cause those right. outcomes. Right, right, for right, exa- right. Like, For example, historically, you would say that that maybe the Jews survived because we kept the Torah. Like that's right. why we were, but that is the reason. Right. It's not like so external from it that we were saved. Hashem reset. Right, right, right. Into so, the Torah and that's right. So, so I think what you're saying is like this. Like the Torah says, keep the Torah and you'll survive. And we kept the Torah and we survived because we believed the Torah that said if we keep it, we'll survive. And Taka, because we believed it, of course right. we survived because it became a, a natural thing that we'll survive. Yeah, that is so what the prediction is right. predicated on. Right, 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 right. Right, right, right. So here I'm gonna. So here I'm gonna present it to you. Good. So I'm gonna present it. We're getting to the free will uh, topic. No, not at all. Not at all. I was telling you, these are the things that work in this world. So if you do them, you'll have good outcomes. No, they're saying like, what will happen no matter how much 
Well, that, that's a question. No, no matter nothing I do. Well, that's actually know. a big question. We must answer whether there's going to be a gula if we don't do tshuva. It's, right. it's a mamish. It's such an important question. There might be this question in some way. And I'll right. be. In a way, that's like the most important question of Judaism because the question is uh, is Hashem just doing something with us or are we doing something with Hashem? It's, it's the mamish thing about Israel. In the long run. And the long run is everything. We'll talk about that tonight. Gula is not just... We, we, we sort of underestimate Gula. We think of Gula as just this amazing thing that we're hoping for, but it's really, it goes much deeper. We'll get to that soon. Um, so yeah, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot of things to start to. But I want to talk about specifically, let's say, Legabi Deshaal of Etzisa. So here will be the two approaches, okay? Let's take approach number one. Everything that happens in this world, everything good that happens in this world, happens through human beings that understand it. That's, that's my approach, and let's see how that applies to Etzisor. So in that approach, in that approach, if um, if, we pro- if we apply that to Etzisor, that means that return to Etzisor is going to happen through us understanding how it's so important, why it's so important, and being interested in, in putting it into effect, right? So, so understanding is important in order to build Maybe that's how things happen. Maybe that's how things happen. Because we could base our actions, like our actions based on understanding. Yeah. Because maybe actions, maybe the only way um, things happen in this world, which is ultimately under the control of human beings, is by human beings understanding what they're doing. In other words, what I'm asking is, let's say, like sort of what I was saying, like, is there a prediction of Gula? Is the prediction of the of Gula anything more than a prediction? That human beings will understand Gula and do something about it. And if it's only that, and this is a couple of questions of the Dutzelimers here, and if it's only that, does that mean that we shouldn't do anything about it unless we could explain it? Not necessarily tell them that, but those are the two steps. Im Dutzelimer, everything good that happens in this world is through human beings who are Salamali Kim and, and control the world. Does that mean then? Follow then that we should make it our business to understand as a soul. Which is sort of what I had last week. My last time was it has to make sense. But I want to explore that because then the other alternative is to say, no, maybe it doesn't have to make sense. Maybe we just have to see a pattern. We'll get to that soon. Maybe we just have to look at the pattern and say, going to that soul is, is, is part of the process, of the historical process. And the historical process is larger than any maybe one mind can even understand. And, and maybe it's worth living up to that. For some other reason, even if we can't explain it, that, that's that's the second side. First side is is that clear? Clear, roughly the two stadim because, like I said, it's, it's, you could you could argue on points and you could pull and push. But my, my my the two extremes are anything that's valuable to the Torah, the most valuable thing to the Torah, which is depends on human beings understanding because that's how that's how the Torah that's how the Torah is that's how Hashem's plans are realized, realized through humans. And therefore, they realize the humans understanding them and, and living up to them based on their understanding. But maybe we just have to be part of a pattern. And maybe if we recognize a pattern, we should perhaps participate in it more than if we didn't recognize it. And the application would be, which we'll get to a little bit later, but I want to talk about the first step. The application would be there's a pattern called Golos and Gul, there's a pattern called being an ancestral and some certain hashkocha that's attendant to that, let's say. And therefore, maybe it makes sense to, to participate in that without being so smart. Okay, but now I want to talk to the side that we are very smart and we understand 
how Eretz Yisrael is the center of everything. It's the most important center that the whole Torah there is. Uh, it's everything. Eretz Yisrael is everything. Now, this is something I said so many times. Really, for sure, this hurts me. You heard this, but I spoke about this. You know this already. It's impossible to exaggerate, to overstate how central Eretz Yisrael is to the Torah. The fact that Hashem's message to Avram, it's not a gishmak, it's not a gishmak thing to say. It's not fun to say this. We're sort of not used to this. We're living in Chutzah, so we don't want to say this. But, you know, it's not, I have the great mile, which is that I'm able to say things that are uncomfortable for me. I don't care. But somehow I'm able to live like that. But um, but then I end up caring. Eventually I start caring. It catches up to me. But I'm able to first go into it on the intellectual level and worry about the ramifications later. fact is that Vayim HaShem Avram Lech Lecha, all the wanted, all Hashem ever wanted was that Avram should go to Israel. And Idach Pirusha. Kulter Kula follows from here. Chazal says Kula Etzok and then Kulter Kula. There's a real thing to it. Um, the whole Torah, the whole Torah is a Pirush and a Mahalach for Avram to live up to the call to Hashem of Lech Chaz Shachinah. Why is that? Why is it? So this is something I explained in my Sefer, which is that which is that the um, the call to Avram. To go to the land that I will show you, that Hashem says, I'm going to show you a land. It's like, means a bomb. And I recommend that you look at the Sefer, you can share them online, different places if you want to hear more about this. Hashem is inviting Avram to see the world as Hashem does. Lech Lecha Shareka means, I, Hashem, want to show you something. What does that mean? Think about that. It means Hashem is saying like this. There's something that I see. I, Hashem, see something. Let's imagine Hashem as a human being. That's what so can teach us to do. Think of Hashem as this super being that sees everything. And he sees everything to a very specific perspective. A perspective that comes from someone who doesn't care, doesn't, doesn't not selfish, has everything he needs, knows everything, thinks about the whole history, the whole past, present, and future all at the same time, and sees the whole universe, and so on and so forth. Sometimes the Torah talks about Hashem as if he didn't know anything. Yeah, okay, fine. That's interesting. Has to ask the pony, right? That's interesting to think about. Okay, but let's let's say the words. So our echo means like this. Hashem says, look, I look at the earth and I see it the way Hashem does. I'm gonna I, I want to invite you, Avram, to participate in that kind of viewing, in that kind of vision. That's that's the core of the call to humanity of the divine is not serve me. It's you can also approach the world and view it as Hashem does. Okay. <clears throat> we'll get to what does that do with this specific piece of land. We're not going to talk about it tonight. Obviously, that's the first question. What does that do with that? It's cannot. But the, 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 but the call of Hashem to humans is you can learn to see the world as Hashem does. Okay, so just imagine for a moment. If humanity would actually live up to this idea of really taking a God's eye view of the universe. Every human being, instead of seeing, looking out and seeing what he cares about, what he's concerned with, would start seeing the world as Hashem sees it, from the perspective of Hashem. You understand now why Chazal could say, the superlative things about Eretz Yisrael, symbolic things about it. If you live in Eretz Yisrael, you don't have any affairs. Because all problems, by definition, 
<laughs> See, by definition, all problems, what does it mean something's a problem? It means something is inconsistent. There's some action that's inconsistent with the, the, the universe. Well, how, why do we do things that are inconsistent with, with reality? Why do we do destructive things? Why do we do things that are destructive? Because we think they're constructive. Because we don't understand what we're looking at. Because we don't look at things properly. Let's say a simple example is you only look at what, what, what you only look at what affects you. You don't think about other people. Okay, it's the most basic problem that people have is that they're selfish. What does it mean to be selfish? Oh, you're bad. You're selfish. It means it means you have a bad perspective. You're just stupid. You don't really. You, you're just you're just seeing what's right here in front of you instead of taking a bigger view. So Hashem is inviting Abraham to tell him, look. It's possible, it's possible for you to be a god, basically. I'm a kid. It's possible for humans to see the world as I do. Now, Ilch Pirusha. Kaltar Kula follows from this. Now, now, something very important to understand is that humanity never never lived up to this. We never lived up to this. Judaism was never was never fulfilled. That's that's the key key idea over here to think about. So that's what I was saying before. Geula is not just this this amazing thing, which is you know Nishna, we're hidden and we have Shavuos coming and then Simchas Torah and we're so happy to be hidden into Rashem, But also we're going to have Geula. Really, the concept of the Geula, the concept of the Geula means that Judaism is is right now is just a vision. It's just a chaloyim. It's just a vision. The vision is that humans. So learn to see as Hashem does. And how do I know this never happened? I'll, I'll prove to you it never happened. Think, what do you mean the Gula never happened? Once in that's so, we did for a thousand years, whatever, a thousand years of the Gula. But <clears throat> if they're going into the Tyrus now, like I said, this is all safe for sure. Whoever wants to listen, I want to focus on, on where I'm up to, not, you know, like I said before. But just to give you a sense, the Gemara says, everyone knows, that the Bayesian was destroyed for the three cardinal sins. And the Gemara also says, which is really in the first in the Pasuk, like all Gemara's, big in the Pasuk, that the, it was the Chet Maraglim which caused Golas. That the Gzeus Golas was Nigzar on Tisha B'Av. Even 40 years we came, before they came, 40 years before they came to Israel, I was doing the Bazar Gizash Kuzdam, there was already a decree that they're going to be Gaila. That they're going to be Gaila. Um, 850 years later. So, so what? Uh, so which one is it? Is it is it the Avodah Or is it the Chet The answer is the Chet Maraglim is the Shirish of all Averus. Chet Maraglim is the Shirish of all. Chet Maraglim is not is not. It's also, but it's not only that. Oh, here Hashem gave us the gift that's Israel, and you guys don't appreciate it. Okay, say. Okay, so what's the big deal? That the problem with Chet Maraglim is that the call to Avram Avinu is Areka. So you have to learn how to see like Hashem. And learning how to see as Hashem does for some reason, which we're not going to go into tonight because I don't want to make that point, depends on this strip of land. Okay? Depends on going to a certain place on earth. And there you can learn how to see like Hashem does. And your descendants will too. And if they do that, everything's going to be fine. Everything depends on this. And if you don't do that, if you don't learn to see as Hashem does, so of course you could have a zogi that It's just natural. It follows. Mm-hmm. Human beings will always mess up. I mean, kids, human beings have always messed up. Even though, even when we had Nebuah, we had it, so it was still a bunch of chaitim, and there was terrible things, and it led to gulls. 
So human beings are, humans have flaws. Why do we have flaws? So I'm, what I'm saying is, you know why we have flaws? Because we can't see as Hashem does. If only we would be able to see as Hashem does, we would be perfect. Now, that's a truism. That's not, I don't think anyone could dispute that. Of course, if we would learn how to see as Hashem does, we'd be perfect. If the question becomes, can we learn to, can we learn to see as Hashem does? Like, you're begging the question. But I'm saying there's a root. There's one root, and the root is perspective. The root is knowledge, essentially, but not just dumb knowledge, any plain knowledge, but a, a, a kind of um, thinking, a method of approaching the world and saying, I want to think as Hashem does, I want to see things as Hashem does. So, so you're saying Christian Miraglim, you know, can see the, the right perspective, and then, so even, even while the Beis HaMikdash was going on, it was, it was destined to fail? Yeah, because meaning even the 40 years later, when they did go to Etzisro, the, the, the sending of the Miraglim was a test um, whether Bnei Yisrael is up to this, this kind of idea of, of, of seeing as Hashem does. Right. And they failed. They weren't able to see as Hashem does. And if you can't, and, and, and it's like a double test. If you don't see things as Hashem does, you're going to see as Yisrael and think, not so interesting. So the fact that they came back with the negative report indicated that they weren't ready to approach the world and see it as Hashem does. Which is obviously a great challenge. Right? See it as yeah. But you could start doing it. It's a little, it's a practice, it's something to think about. You could really practice doing this. Think about, what does Hashem look? What does Hashem notice? Because we all notice things that we care about. What does Hashem notice when He's looking? Or what does Hashem care about? So you have to really start understanding Hashem. That's why understanding Hashem is not just um, it's not just theoretical. It's actually very practical because it's uh, it's the most important thing to determine how you should live. Because it's the truth, meaning we all live in falsehood, basically. <laughs> we all live in falsehood. Because we all just, however things occur to us, things appear to us, that's how we live. But there's a possibility to live in truth. There's a possibility to transcend the narrow, happen, you know, coincidental, whatever happens to be our situation, and if we take that as important or real or the most real, there's a, if there's a possibility to transcend that, then there's a possibility for redemption in the truest sense, redemption from the from the being limited by circumstance, body, etc., etc. So that's why I say it's very important to think. You know, people think about Judaism as, say that Judaism is more ridiculous, great, you know, but then there's going to be something better. But really, it's not true. It's not true. Judaism is, is this vision called Lach Lachaz Sharaka, which was never fulfilled. And it's, 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 we're just beginning that. We're sort of just beginning. We're just getting started over here. And we're still trying to figure it out whether we could do this. Stamazes, I think it's an important thing to think about. Sort of something about, uh, about Yiddish guy, it feels a little old, but I think it's actually not. I think it's actually very young in the sense that um, we have a revolutionary vision that we're still trying to work on. It's old only in the sense that we've been working on it for thousands of years. But it's not, it's, but it's not, like, we're, it's not like we've been doing Judaism as you know, the essence of Judaism. We have, we've been trying. And it's very important, Terry Mitz is all very important. I don't mean to have Shalom say that what we've been doing is not. Other, it's the most important thing because, but because we're preserving the possibility and we're working towards this possibility of realizing our echo. Are you going to ask me? You never heard of this till tonight. So first of all, I can't help you. <laughs> Sorry, I can't help you. This is the this is the fact. And also, say that we forgot it. I don't know. Whatever, it doesn't matter. But it, that's not a kasha because the riot that we are working towards it is that we're here tonight talking about it, so it can't be a kasha. I, last night, didn't hear about it. Okay, so we got to tonight. Baruch Hashem, Shachiyon. Now we know. Now we know what we've been working towards. Well, the Maisa, 
This this is what it is. It cannot. Mamish cannot be overstated. How this is the crux of Yiddishkeit, and the Rai is like we 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 forget about this. How crazy it is that what is Hashem calling Avram Avinu? What is Vayem Hashem Avram? There's something I have to show you. Not to serve me, not a salach and There's something I have to show you. Maybe, maybe the twelfth Icar is the answer <clears throat> that we're we're this idea of waiting for it is because that's what you're trying to do. Yeah, so it's, it's so answer to which question. No, it's just like you're saying, where's the conference? I did like, no, that, that's the main thing. Ah, like, wait for this right, but I know. Yeah, 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 100%. But it's, you don't but, wait for TSMACs. Because it's not, you're not doing TSMACs. You're doing very that. Very good. Very good. No, I think we can do TSMACs. You can also see the Zadikul Hachis Mason. do that too. It doesn't seem like some issues. Like, yeah, the Ramah for sure. Part that's of your, uh, yeah, the Ramah for sure. Some issues. Some that's what we do. But, um, right. That's like a pass. Right, right. That's a pass. It also kind of doesn't like the idea of what? It doesn't? I mean, with the Chasco, at least the Gemara's, you know. Right, right, right. I see in Zadik Malachi's Mason is where? Is that in Sanhedrin? Is it in Babasa, Sanhedrin? Anyone know? What? I see in Zadik Malachi's Mason. Total guess. So it's in Tainus, no? Yeah, I think it's in Tainus. It's okay. No, but. uh, um, Okay, it's like the Ram, though. Yeah, the Gemara in Sanhedrin for some reason is very insistent that Yitzchak wasn't. Right, so it's not in I think it's interesting. I think it's not in Sanhedrin. No, Sanhedrin doesn't like it. Right, okay, okay. Welcome to so, the Abrahamic um, yeah. mission. Mm-hmm. This is quite, this is a question that we just posed right now, just yeah. relevant to Abraham. Oh, that's a very interesting mm-hmm. question. Okay, the first question, the core question. It seems that, well, yeah. I mean, it so, seems that it was yeah. just kind of go, like, uh, it wasn't the comfort of understanding. No, of course it's comfort which is why he goes to he goes to Canaan and there's a rov and he goes to Mitzrayim and by so he says he didn't know you that ki ishi yifas mara at you know why he never looked at it why not because he finally learned how to do riya that's what's going on over here because he learned how to do riya so that's the mission for a second but but what he so no so Abraham knew what he had to do he had to do a record he had to do a record he first with understanding hundred percent yeah he he understood the process yeah he just got lost and we have to recover. Yeah, and now we recover. That's it. the question. Yeah, wait, right. So now that we recovered it, Baruch Hashem, the question is like this. The question is, so if we want to continue our promotion mission, should we do, Should does it make sense for us to, that doesn't make sense. Is it ma'akim for us to understand what our act is about? And that's how we'll continue our promotion mission. Adelma, things have become so messy. It's not on the individual, it's a whole nation. And there's hashkacha, some new, new thing called hashkacha, let's say, new thing in the sense that in the set, I'm suggesting that there's a new thing. And the new thing is like this. Once Hashem, Hashem made a deal with Avram Avinu, and he said, Avram Avinu didn't do it, it's going to happen through his descendants. Well, once it's happening through his descendants, maybe no one has to be Avram Avinu. We don't, not, not everyone has to understand it. Maybe no one has to understand it. Maybe now it's just about doing things, and that will activate something by itself. Right? Fair question? I mean, do they have to know him in a collective sense? Maybe, sense? maybe, but we do. But maybe we sort of do because I wrote my safer, so we already have a collective sense. It's all right, it's all right, it's all right, it's all right, whatever. That, that's exactly what I'm asking. I'm asking, and this is, I have a very Lemaisa Nafkamina. Nafkamina Lemaisa is, uh, like I said on last year, we're trying to figure out it, it, what's interesting about it. So, so my, I'm trying to figure out is it interesting only because I'll tell you what I reckon, I'll tell you why we can do it there and how it's going to work, or is it interesting because, look, there's a pattern called Jewish history and, the pattern, and it depends on that. It's and and if we go there, saw something special is going to happen. I'll tell you what. See, that's my that's my real amazing dikshat. Give me the amazing dikshat. I've already you know, certainly understood. It's only an interesting it. question if the first one's true, right? The second one's true. First we'll one, what? There. If, one second. It's only interesting if. If the first one is true. First one, as in Areka? 
Yeah, meaning if yeah. we're supposed to realize that vision. If we're not, then we can just wait and see. Or even what do you mean if we're not supposed to realize? What's your time that we're not supposed to realize? Meaning if this is a passive thing. What? Right? Extra. Yeah. Okay. Google in general, if that's a passive thing, it's just history running its course. Right. Then we don't even need to know that it's happening. Well, maybe, no, maybe we do. I'll tell you why. Because maybe, maybe we want to jump ahead and, and get there. See, if you could read history, it doesn't mean, just because you could read history, doesn't mean you should be passive. You're saying, well, if I could read history, history is something external now, to myself. Now, now these two questions I don't agree are with you. the same. Meaning, no, because no, because reading history allows me to say, I don't have option, to explain. The first option allows you to go in accord with it, and the next option just allows you to go against it. No, the first option is, is, um, is how history happens, is through thought, and therefore better think. Second, second option is maybe history has a pattern that happened by itself, which is worth jumping into and becoming a part of whether you understand it or not. Meaning In other words, is the belief in Hashkocha, by definition, us from thinking? That, that's my question, you see? I'm asking a religious question. Or whatever, I'm not a scientific question. Saying, but Meaning, do we need to arrange the... Maybe we need to build the machine but not know how it works? Is that the... Yeah, yeah. The question? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because Hashem knows how it works. Haraya, against Jewish history, let's say. Tanakh, whatever your raya is. But I'm saying, but I'm saying there's, there's a hashkoch in history. There's a pattern in history. So Hashem, apparently Hashem knows what he's doing. So all we have to do is, as you call the building that, machine. That pattern in history, we can, we can, we can call it hashkoch in different senses, right? I don't know if we're uh-huh. jumping ahead here. But okay. we can call it hashkoch in the sense that Things operate according to a certain scheme or, yeah. or, or nature. Good. Right? Want me to say it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Or we can make it much more contingent on particulars, right? To return to, I guess, the core topic. Particulars meaning that, what? You know, things that I guess wouldn't follow a universal scheme, but would follow a more particular one if you're here and this is happening. Right. Face a Mizrach, right. You know. Right. So then we should face Mizrach. Know, right. Exactly. That's my question. Or it can be a universal thing where it's, you know, trees always grow. Right. And then they stop growing. No, just one second. Nature so, having a, that's a shkafa, right? In, in, in some sense. I don't understand what you're right. saying. But I'm talking about, let's say, should we go to Israel? So, am I, does that mean we're talking about the particular shkafa? That, that's new... my question. Is it a, are, we, are we thinking about in a particular sense, meaning that there's an ordinary course that things follow and this runs contrary okay, to that so good, course? Okay, so good. Good. So, here, so, here's, so let, me, let me back up a step. Let me back up a step and tell you what my hanachas are. My hanachas are that we're learning Torah here. Meaning learning Torah, like I'm really, I am continuing. I'm not talking about uh, universalism and particularism today, at least. I'm continuing for the last year, and this way I started. Last year, we aiming on the fact that um, it's not enough to see that Torah is central to Israel, and then do something about it because it's supposed to talk to you. And if it doesn't talk to you, then doing something about it is not going to help. Like the way we phrased it then, back in Vendelman, because you say if you face that soul of and you don't go move there as soon as you can, then you're a hypocrite. But if you go move there as soon as you can, it doesn't help. Because you're only moving there because you don't want to be a hypocrite. So you invite her. She never really faced you Shalim and Tefillah either. You never really meant it. Never meant anything to you. In other words, you never felt that you want to go there as soon as you can. So therefore, what's the point of going there? Back in Vendelman, which is following Buddha Levi, he's just proving to you that you know what it means to face you Shalim and Tefillah. It means that three times a day you're announcing, I wish I could be there. <laughs> but if you don't wish you could be there, then it doesn't help to go there either. So why don't you figure out what I wish to be there? So in other words, what we're doing now is tonight we're learning Torah. And I want to understand, what does the Torah mean when the Torah teaches me as a Jew that I'm supposed to wish to be there? Does the Torah mean to say, I learned, I know why I want to be there, I know what it's about, and I know how I can do it, and here's how? Okay, is that what the Torah means? 
And therefore, before you knew that Arak is everything, you should have learned more Torah. Right? You should have learned my Torahs because you're a hypocrite. And now after you learn my Torah, you're not a hypocrite because you know Arak. And you know why it depends on you. And you know why you're going to move to Esau and Dafka and Esau. And I mean, all the details of how Arak is going to work in Esau Dafka. We'll get to that a little bit. A little bit. Or, or the Torah is supposed to speak to you because the Torah paints a picture of history, of Hashkacha. History, same thing. I'm pulling the same thing. And, and according to that picture, if we're in Eretz Yisrael, that's the next step, and all some things are going to happen. And that's how the Torah wants to talk to me. So the Yitzhak, I'm asking a Torah question. What is it that the Torah wants me to hear? Does the Torah want me to understand the potential in Eretz Yisrael? And I'm supposed to ask sort of like time of the girl, like, well, why is it so important to Hashem? And oh, here's why, and here's what you can do about it, here's how you can fit in, here's how you can contribute. Or is it saying, look, there's a picture, there's a picture, a picture of a pattern, a pattern of events of the Jewish nation and a land and a culture and everything and so on and so forth. And just plug into that. Would then, this, so go to Israel even if it doesn't speak to you. Correct. But no, but but what will speak to you is no. Not not speak to you in the sense of last week. Maybe even if it, even if you can't explain it, maybe it's supposed to draw you as I don't know. I can't ex- understand this, but there's something awesome. And we'll talk about that soon. Why would I go with the Hashkacha? Let's say this. Let's say this Hashkacha says. Let's say there's more Hashkacha in Israel and Hebrew Israel. So why does that mean I should go? There? We'll get to that soon. Why would that draw me? I'm not saying it's not supposed to speak to me, but it's not. I'm not supposed to necessarily understand it and say, look, you know why the Jews should move to Israel? I'll tell you why. Because well, here's my first time. Because the most ambitious project for humanity is for humanity to see things as God does, and I believe that personally, 100%. Check. B. That's only that there was once upon a time a person named Abraham who initiated this project. And C, we are his descendants. And D, he did it in this particular piece of land. And that became the place where people are going to do this. Okay, you so want this, it on contingency, basically. What? You want it on contingency. Yeah, yeah. Like because it, well, as, as a means to, to an end that I understand. Exactly. Even if I don't exactly. Exactly. The, the cause and effect of it. Exactly. So, so I tell you, just since we're on that topic, let me just explain it. There is, there is what to be said about this. Here's how I can explain it to you. Um, here's how we can explain it. Like I just said, there's, this is the, the most interesting and exciting revolutionary project of humans ever. And this is redemptive in the sense that as soon as humans can talk, start becoming, like seeing things like Hashem, then we solve humanity's problems. And again, you, like I said before, you can push back and say, you know, isn't that just a tautology? Like, what do you mean? Say, say this, we have to do the work. How do you learn to see like Hashem? First of all, Hashem to see what is Hashem? Fine. These become important questions and we can't do them tonight. But let's say humans can learn to see as Hashem. And once upon a time, a person had this vision of, you know what, Taka, maybe I can go see like Hashem. And maybe I can found a society that's based on that and develop a country that that's what it's all about. Okay? And that person went off and he said, we have to find the right place for that. And this became the right place for that because of whatever reason. And next step, next step, Maybe we could do this in, in Lakewood. Maybe we could start doing our act in Lakewood, seeing as Hashem does in Lakewood. Maybe. But, but I think it's only going to work completely in that particular land. You know why? And this, I believe this to be true. Because if this ever happens, it's going to happen because there's going to be a lot of people that are passionate about doing our wrongs project. And those are going to be us and our, and our family and our cousins. And, and one second. And, and they're probably going to do it. Their natural place to do it is where Avram started and where they belong. So this is all natural and this all can be explained. I don't want to go into the Pratim. I want to give you a little bit of a sense of the Pratim. Just to tell you this what to think about. And this is an amazing thing to spend your life thinking about. As a practical matter. I'm not talking terrorism. I'm not talking religion. I'm talking about practical plan. 
That's what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm not talking about anything supernatural. Are we supposed to look at this and say, look, here's something cool. Here's why. It's the most important thing. And I think it's only going to work over there. And that's why it's interesting to me. I know this might be a sort of cheap question, but if Avram Avino understood this, I'm sure other people understood this, <clears throat> this goal, this mission, right. why isn't it such a popular concept? Why wasn't this passed around? I told you you can't ask that question. I said, you said you're here tonight. No, <laughs> well, no, no, it's a very interesting question. question so. You said, why isn't this, why, why isn't, this, if this is really the, the core, why yeah, the marginal? No, 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 yeah, because I don't understand. What's, what's the question? You're saying, if this is so core. It's a sort of cheap question. I'm just yeah, it's a cheap. I'll tell you why it's cheap. Right, right, no, no. Oh, my opinion. But why this is not so popular? No, my, my opinion is that why 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 are most people like removed from the truth, like in general, whatever. Like it's always a baby man. That's that, that's uh, what the, that's what I, mean, I have a theory. The yeah, no, 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 the question is a higher resolution in the sense that if the Jewish project had this as its central aim, and this is kind of I guess built into, or at least like you can also you can understand the machine before you build it, right? You can also understand it afterwards by seeing its parts and understanding its. Right, I can watch the machine do its thing, and then I see, okay, that gear turns against that gear, and that turns. I, I don't know if there's, is there an obvious way to look at, let's say, Judaism as it exists today with halakhas, which are difficult because halakhas are contingent on certain A methods that we use after all the opinions and B, the opinions that are had, right? So is there, maybe part of the difficulty is that we have a halakha that you can't look at and, and determine an actual goal that the halakha is aiming at. Right. It's very a lot of halakhas one has to do with Judaism. People give, people try to uh, people try to um, find way too much in halakha. So. Well, I don't mean even halakha in the legal sense. Halakha is a minhag, let's say, or halakha, and 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 mikra. Say there are people are people missing. Okay, look, are people sort of missing uh, the focus? Yes, I, uh, that's definitely what I'm saying. If I come to you and saying this is the essence of Judaism, that might definitely, and, and no one knew that. Doesn't <laughs> that, that was, then, yeah, what can I say? So maybe we made a mistake. Halakha is emphasized as well. Let's say the the. The Torah definitely, the Tanakh is much more concerned with Eretz Yisrael than the Gemara is. Correct. Correct. The, look, that's the thing. That's the thing. The, the point is, I think we mentioned this last time, that I do believe that this idea got forgotten because when ideas are not practical, they tend to be forgotten. You can't, you can't keep an idea alive that's, that's not but practical. Is there, is, there, is there a Judaism that can be realized as the sum of its parts? I Meaning, can I look at, let's say, Agada Halakha? We're part of it. Right. What I'm saying is, I'm, I'm just trying to maybe understand if this idea is as central as... As you're saying it is, and, and, and the Torah definitely reading the Mikra Kachutai definitely seems to lead there. Mm -hmm. um, maybe just a hypothesis to answer Yaakov's question would be that there are, Yadis in general is a difficult thing to organize now, and even to understand the, the, um, the ways that the different parts kind of speak to each other or don't. It's very difficult to learn Halacha, let's say, for example, which people today see as a very central aspect of Yiddishkeit. It is very central, I'm not questioning that, you know. But the Yaakov did you? But you can't deduce any Eretzistral features from, let's say, looking at the schematics of it. Well, you can. Interesting question. Okay. Yeah, it's an interesting question. Yeah, I'm not sure how you could deduce it from Halacha. If the map, I mean, okay. Halacha was a map that said Israel in the middle of it, it's a little easier. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah that's an analogy. It couldn't, it couldn't. There's a Shoshmuiz, they would have killed us. What do you mean? We had, they had to go into hiding. That's another thing. We had the whole, the whole rule idea. So that would be the answer. The whole Judaism has been in hiding for a long time. But, but, but. But I think at least the way most people conceptualize Yadis today doesn't say Eretz Yisrael on the cover. Listen, right? listen. Surely. I was going to say the, the controversial thing you're saying is that the Zionists are right. The, the main thing is to be Eretz Yisrael. So the first thing is that's a controversial thing that you're saying. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I repudiate any... any <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> okay. The kids are... Okay. In a certain sense, yes. Yes, I am saying that. Look. Yes, I am saying that Eretz Yisrael is the whole Torah. I... I, I 
What should I tell you? You know what? The problem is like this. The problem is everyone, everyone wants it's to. Like my with the big Zion. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So is my Zion, maybe, maybe, whatever. <laughs> but the is like this. No, I've got nothing wrong with that. Zionism is the center of the Torah. No question about that. Like, what, but the word Zionism, what the word Zionism means. You know, if you identify Zionism with Herzl, they say, oh, that's that. Zionism as identified by Herzl is not central to the Torah. No, I just Herzl did not think about Iraq. I don't think he thought about Iraq. He thought about the political stuff, which is all very nice. It's good. But it's not central to the Torah that you should be saved. It's not. It's not so interesting to Hashem that you should be saved, only as a means. Whatever, as much as he cares about the uh, whoever's being saved, like Ibn Kushi and Matemli, you know, it's only as, a, as having a special role in the world is Zionism central to the Torah. Only as a rabbi. So yeah, in that sense, it's central. It, it, but here's the thing: I can't. I can't. You see, everyone wants to to be very conservative about the Judaism and and be redeemed. <laughs> he said, I can't help you. I can't help you. I can't help you. you know, Redem Gould is the ultimate revolution. You know, and I'm that's a very conservative person myself. I don't like having these these kinds of radicals. I hate it. That's time before, but I'm also also have this this ability to have ideas that are not comfortable, but eventually become comfortable. But the way I say, yes, it's radical. Gula is radical, but it also means, as I said before, it means that to think about this, that um, the whole thing, I think it's a very interesting thing to think about Yiddishkeit as a, as a project, mm-hmm. as an attempt that we're still working on. We're working on something. We're trying to get something. Gula is not just an extra. Does, does this question something. parallel? So one second. So just in terms of Allah, you know, you can ask me, well, where does everything fit into this? Where does Allah fit? It's a good question. I'm not going to talk about that tonight because we can't talk about everything tonight. There's so much to talk about. How do you see as Hashem does? What are the means to do this? Is the Torah prescribed certain ways? Why does it have to do that? It's cannot. Where does Allah fit into this? Where does everything else fit into this? I, I encourage everyone to read my safer if you haven't done so, especially Kalik Zion. I talk about this. Yeah. But even though the Khalaf, from Kalik Zion, I talk about Araqa. And yeah, this is called Tarkula. It's important to me. It's nothing. I can't help you. Does this question parallel the question of basically is Schar mitzvah, mitzvah, schar, like is it is the Schar mitzvah outside of the mitzvah or is it the mitzvah itself? Like whatever. Which question? The question of Ashkacha? The, the original question you started mm. with. Yeah, yeah. Is it, is it, it, it seems to parallel um, very well with the question of is the Schar mitzvah that when you do the mitzvah you get good results or is it just something outside of it and it's basically you're doing something and the result that you're trying to get is completely disconnected from what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, it could be. It could be. Was passive to yeah, it could be, but here's the thing. You can describe the mitzvah, uh, minigra, huh? It's karmitzvah, minigra, alafah. I mean, does it work as yeah. a function of what it is? Right. Or, I mean, that's a slightly different. I'm not sure why we don't know the karmitzvah mitzvahs, the easy way to say it's just No, but here's the thing. Right. Okay, fine. 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 But here's the thing. Here's the thing. And this has to do with the point that Shmuel was raising. The song doesn't, I think, uh, that, you know, for that. that now we're talking about Kotar Kula. So, what holds about a prat? Especially given that the prat is maybe halacha, doesn't necessarily hold for the whole project. True, but it's gonna the probably would assume the different problems somehow feed into this class. That's I'm not sure true. because it, what about here's a model. Here's a model. Hashem has his, his, his plan and it works throughout home, right? And then we need to incentivize everyone on the way. Right. So we give them schar. So then the schar is a completely different function. It's incentivize people, and then they're supposed to plug into the plan. What? What? Because you really want to serve Hashem Shalom And as much as the plan works, then it would be a schar too, right? Mm. Because people do yeah. want this. But that's so not schar mitzvah. The... No, the plan. That's not really what schar mitzvah is about. So mitzvah, it, no, because if I'm talking about the totality of the plan and a mitzvah is an aspect that contributes to the plan, then yeah. we don't have to assume that the rules that hold on the mitzvah and its reward apply to the whole plan. See, but, this, but if you agree to that question, it does parallel because you would say once you're getting the thing, the, whole, the general system works this way. Yeah. We say Pratim also could work that way. Might, they might, they may or may not. Why, yeah, I'm, I'm just pushing back. I'm just pushing back. Yeah, yeah, I'm just pushing back that I'm not, I'm hesitant to, to, mm-hmm. oh, look, I'm just hesitant to generalize beyond what I'm certain of. Right, uh-huh. I'm 
certain of question. <laughs> so <laughs> for that, right? Okay, so so again, so like so this is the question. So should we should we as as good Jews, should we be thinking about how do we do this? Um and and whether it's possible to do this? Should we be thinking practically? Should we should we be meeting and saying, look, here's this vision. It's a really awesome vision. What does it take to get people to think to think like that? I, find it hard I, I think that's an awesome life's work, by the way. I have no problem with that as life's work. It's a little work. bit hard to be, let's say, arch pragmatic about it, right? Because Why? You kind of need an, a reason to be pragmatic, which. What do you mean, to be know. pragmatic about a record? No, the reason would be because, look, this is a redemptive idea. So tell me why we shouldn't do this. Either you'll tell me why we can supply the sky, it's not going to work. Fine. But if it could work, why don't we do this? I'm suspicious. I mean, to me, it's, it's, it's at least. Maybe I, I don't understand it and it's not compelling to me, but if I don't understand what it is, if I don't understand what redemption is. No, no, no. I'm, not, I'm just, redemption is if we could see things as gods. What, what about that? What if we could I mean, see these are gods? kind of words that don't, these are words that kind of correspond to a lot of different things. I don't think so. I don't they're, agree not, with that. they're not your, your, um, I don't agree with that. Why can't they go Medium sized dry goods words, right? What's that? I think it's not regular words that you're, you know, it's, 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 see the world as God does. I think each of those words can, you know, prompt new questions. I agree with you. I did a lot of work to do over here, but yeah. no, I agree with you. Um, no, I, don't, I just don't understand to me what's compelling about right. the statement of you'll see the world as God does. What's compelling? Yeah. I hear that point. I'm, I'm asking to that point that that's not well, the message. Unless God means something specific and seeing the Say world the, means something specific. I agree with you. One second. So let me, okay. let me, let me, let me, let me address somebody's question and tell me if this answers your point. Tonight's here is not to explain how this is going to work or how it could work. Tonight's here is saying like this, assuming that this is what the Torah wants from us and assuming that we are working with the Torah, then our work would be to answer all the questions that you're asking. You understand? So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying it's compelling on its own. I'm saying, but look, assuming this is what Torah is about, read my safer, whatever. Maybe you're convinced that this is what's central to the whole Torah. And assuming you want to, you, you, for some reason or another, are working with the Torah, then your work should be, on side number one, that we're supposed to understand things, to understand this and ask all those questions. And what does seeing mean? What is God? You're supposed to at least understand that you don't understand no. it, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, that's, that's an understanding of sorts. Also, yes. I don't understand if you have to understand yes. one thing, why would, why would we choose to understand or not understanding versus understanding the thing itself? What? <laughs> if, if if the point is to not understand, why would that be the point? Well, not not the point. If, if Google could be achieved without understanding, right? If oh, okay. Second time, second time. Not a low bearing portion of the okay. Google process. Right, okay. You can achieve it without. Right. It. But then, at least to, to me, that's kind of like you're still saying that there are things that need to be understood. You have to understand that there is something that's called Google that mm -hmm. exists in the mm -hmm. world. Right. That it can happen. Right. Right. Like, to me, right. it's not Agreed. necessarily. That's my second step. That is exactly my second step. That maybe we don't, don't have to. No, the first side is look, there's this idea called Iraq. If you don't, then you can't participate, right? I mean, if you don't do what? You there's don't do a minimum what? criteria of understanding for participation. If Google is something we participate in, even passively. Right. Let's say, I recognize it. Yeah, but then the minimum criteria is something very different. It's maybe look, it's a soul, obviously, Torah, mitzvahs, and you know, just go with the flow. <laughs> that might be the minimum criteria. The criteria could be anything. That, that also takes a certain level of understanding. Sure, it does. But, it's, but I just don't understand what's if, if, you're, if, if Google does something that let's see, doesn't require human participation at all. Mm -hmm. Is it something that just happens, mm -hmm. whether you like it or not? You'll be mm -hmm. you know you'll find yourself on an eagle one morning and you want right. to get there. Right. That that doesn't require any human understanding. It doesn't require any human participation. It just right. happens. Right. Then there's I think 
Kitzvahren is, is, is saying that we have to understand everything. Right. Or we have to at least under, we have to understand not only what it is, but also how it is. Right. And, 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 and do it. And, and do and it. And actually. Because we're going to do it. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Participate in the mechanics and, mm-hmm. and, and go right. through it. The middle, I don't understand. Uh, to me, it kind of seems to suffer from the downsides of both of those approaches. Okay, so we didn't talk about the middle yet, but by the middle is is most is the most from even operator, I think. By the way, right. And I, I, so that's what I want to no no no. So I want to talk about. I want to talk about that. Right. I didn't. I didn't explain. That's what I came up with. The Ashkoch and patterns. So that's what I'm trying to use. Patterns as meaning something. Even patterns. Patterns as minigs or, pan, or, or patterns as halachas. So let's get to patterns. Understand. Let's get to that. Soon. Okay, let's get to that. Soon. Yeah, you me. said everything. No. Is in the look. Bank. Look. Right. At this point, we're talking with the the, the, the extreme, which is understanding. Okay. Now, understanding means. Like I said, I didn't explain it to you now. You don't understand it. No one understands this fully. It's a lot to understand it. But I'm saying the Torah wants this from us. This is what Torah is about. So it means my job is first to understand this, assuming I'm supposed to understand everything. First to understand this, and then explain it, and then implement it, and then figure out why not. So you should start doing it. Of course we should. This is an amazing thing to dedicate your life to, and everyone should start doing it as soon as they can. Fine, great. And uh, Or maybe it's going to work more in in Eretz Yisrael, that, as I said before, that's where Abraham Avinu did it, that's where he did it. These are the things to think about, practical, logical things. The impetus to think about them is not because you understand them now, the impetus is because you want to learn Torah. There's a reason why we read Torah, there's a reason why we learn Torah. That's by the part of what we are talking about before, everyone wants to know where does this fit into the Torah. You know, where does it fit into Halacha? I think there's a reason why Talmud Torah can make a Kulam. So everyone wants to know Halacha, yeah? Where does this fit into Halacha? Tell me if it's Halacha. Talmud Torah can make a Kulam. I only know this because I do Talmud Torah. So you want, that's where it fits into Halacha. Talmud Torah can make a Kulam. It essentially tells us that in the structure of halacha, everything you learn from the Torah is connected to kulam. So you wonder where this fits into where this fits, you know, so it doesn't. I saw it doesn't say on the Shulchan Aruch that it tells us this. Yes, it does, because that's Talmud Torah connected kulam, and Talmud Torah will eventually lead you to this message. So I have no problem with that. So Talmud Torah connected kulam, and Talmud Torah says this is the central central thing. And assuming my first child, Talmud Torah says only do what you understand. So then that's my job. My job in life is to understand this, and 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 till I and 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 once I understand it, I'll start facing it soul in earnest, and I won't be a hypocrite, and I want to go to soul, and I'll tell you why I want to go to soul, and that's how it's going to happen. That's side one. Okay. Good. <clears throat> side number two, and side number two is we're calling this hashkach. So let's call it. Let's let's talk about this in a moment. I just want to point out that people, yeah. I think, in the first side. Assume that it makes it like not impressive. I think it's much well, more no, it's actually much more impressive. It's much more impressive. It's very, yeah. very impressive. It actually becomes really impressive. So That's you think literally, you think a lot of them, certain of who are literally that all of Claudius will do this. It's like really, like yeah, yeah. it's the most impressive thing. Of that, course. Yeah. First of all, you'll think like like egos falling in there is like a cut. This is definitely yeah, it's nothing. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's man to talk about Salman Kim. You have this Gemara. This is this is a Gemara Basra about more that Tzadikim Machemes. The Gemara Basra says that Tzadikim Shei Karosh Moshe Kadosh Baruch Hu. Tzadikim are going to become like God. This is a big deal. This is really a big deal. We can actually do this now. It opens up many more questions than it than it answers, of course. But this is this is really become big. Tzad number two. Tzad number two is like Tzad number two is that. Forget about fancy things about uh, the role of Jewish people. Let's say I tell you the problem. Let's say I tell you the Maisa. Based on patterns of history, we believe that if we go to Eretz Yisrael, we're going to have more hashkachok. Okay? And this is, by the way, a statement that, that most people would, would say, yeah, this, this, that exists, that idea of the Torah. 
that the Kaisal has special Ashkafa in Exodus, specifically the Ramban, which is what I'm going to talk about in the next year. The Ramban says that Exodus um, is the land of himself, manages, controls, as opposed to the other lands, which are the Sorim, which go through the sun. Okay, we're going to speak about that in the next year. So let's say a person says, look, that's a pattern. That's not, that's not, that's not because of what we do. That's the way Hashem set up his world. So you learn the Ramban, we will talk about this. There's a, there's a certain um, spatial structure in the world. Israel is in the center of the world. Hashem corresponds, metaphorically, of course, in the center of the Shiva Shamala, surrounded by the Shiva. I don't know if it's like Shiva Shamala, whatever it's called. Bezin Shamala, like um, the Nabi says, what? Who told me? Why do I have to be part of this project? But the fact is, once Avram Avinu did it, 
his children are part of the project, like for some reason or another. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me though, the, the is let's say Rambam is definitely looking for alternatives to understanding the centrality of Eretz while recognizing it. You know, I guess sees it as I guess a, a um, having having said that the Nevi'im again maybe you know the lesson that you mentioned and I did look it up and it is quite interesting that it's there and uh, maybe what and, and but uh, I'm saying. This idea that Avram, let's say, is the one who recognizes God, and God, in some sense, stays a little bit more passive than, let's say, Ramban's scheme of God, let's say, playing okay. more active role. Eretzisrael is kind of is, is much more. It becomes increasingly contingent, right? Meaning, it's 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 only important because you know what's achievable outside of Eretzisrael is more achievable inside of Eretzisrael. But you say Mishnah Rambam? Mishnah Rambam? You're talking about? You mean Mishnah Rambam? The Torah Rambam? What do you say? What do you mean? It's more achievable than this? No, I'm saying yeah. just conceptually, right? Yeah. If I can, if I can. No, but I'm talking about the The Rambam says the Ashkoch and Avram Bazar. The Rambam says in the Meir. The Ashkoch and that's Malaf Avram Bazar. I'm saying it's because it's but whatever. The Rambam says the Ashkoch on Avram Bazar is all throughout the days. That's it. That does a lot. Instead, that does. That could do the kuzri. The whole kuzri. You could fold the whole kuzri and put it into that sentence of the Rambam. That the Ashkoch on Avram Bazar takes certain patterns. And has certain mahalfi. But, but, but for the Kuzri, it's the today. We get to metaphysical questions, but I'm not even talking about them. I don't care about them. I'm talking about the questions. The Maistic questions, even the Ramam's masking the Shkokhan of Ramazari. Shkokhan of happens to the town that Abraham Avinu lived in, which happened to be called Jerusalem. Kacha. It's his town. It's Abraham's town. And then Hashem is busy with Abraham because that's how Shkokhan works. You see? But I'm saying if it's Lutzi Daniel, we have to look at Eretz Yisrael and see if it's still properties. Meets the criteria. Yes, that's true. Good. Yes, 100%. Now, I'm making a certain, I'm making a certain assumption. Maybe we right, have, this maybe we have to excellent. get other people off the map. This is Chas Hashal. Chas Hashal. I hate when people say that. I'm only saying a few provocative. Yeah. Shouldn't tell us about Tel It's terrible. We should fix Tel Aviv. Shouldn't tell us about that. No, no, no. I know, I know you weren't. I'm just saying, I'm just stop making a machal. I agree with you, machal. Okay, good. Good. The mice like this. No, of course, we have to talk about this. Then we're going to get to the next room. If it's, if it's Takashkacha, so do we know is it today? What makes Israel special today? Right. right? Or, maybe, or maybe we now, maybe now. Thomas Kosovis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mentioned in the first year. Thomas Kosovis. If you know Thomas Kosovis, you want Shabbos, Kosovis is over, so maybe it doesn't matter. I don't know. I'm open to any. I'm open to any result, any, any answer. Okay, good. That's the question. According to the Ramban, yeah. is it also going to play out? I'm just, I think this is how I would imagine he would learn us the Pasuk of, uh, of wolves living with sheep, um, very literally, because then the result will also be somewhat passive in the sense that it doesn't really make sense. I was like, I don't really care if a sheep gets killed by a wolf. And that's another result that will happen. Like, part of the result is things that I don't either care about because Rupert is not necessarily coming from me. Maybe the result should, should be, should care should by its nature. Yeah, I think you should care, but okay, right, right, okay. Well, well, no, it's interesting, it's interesting. You say that's interesting. Well, that's interesting. Well, that's interesting. No, I'm saying the way no, he's saying the way you're plugging that Yeah, it's like part of patterns. And Ashkafa cares about wolves. Yeah, it's, it's good, it's good for Ashkafa cares about sheep. He doesn't care about sheep, but Hashem does. But see, then you'd be over the law after you march, right? Hashem cares about the sheep, the one of you. No, and I, okay, I don't not care about I don't care about if, if a wolf's nature is to kill sheep. Maybe I no, care about no, no, no. my sheep, I'll try to make them. Yeah, yeah. But the nature but, of a wolf doesn't bother me. It's very interesting. It's very interesting. But you're saying the Havtoch is, is not being supernatural. It might not be such a brief from supernatural, but it might be about saying that we're the ones who make good things happen. Yeah, but, but, but remember, if you don't say that you're going to have like results, that also yeah. you don't like. It's like disconnected from you. It's not really you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I want to try to wrap this up a little bit. Let's say 10, 15 more minutes. I think we'll be done. I think. 
So I just want to just give this give this a little space. This this second second mahalach. Hashem is mashgiach and Avram bezar. That's what kulam amodim. Sukim and who the boy the girl and it's also before Sharam. Okay, so Hashem is mashgiach and Avram bezar. That means Hashem worries about her. Take the other extreme now. That Hashem worries about it. it. means I don't have to worry about it. Which, okay, of course, taking extreme positions over here, you could say that the truth is somewhere in between, or maybe the two sides is employed. I'm not sure about this. I want to just lay out the two stuff over here. I'm very, I have to think about it a lot. So, this is called Ashkocho. Hashem is Mashkech and Avramazar. He's Mashkech on them in Eretz Yisrael. Why? Because that's Avram's land, because it's the center of the world, in the, in the, in the Book of Balaam's Mahalath. And the Ramban's Mahalath. Okay, so then I'll tell you like this. Go to Etzol and you'll get more Ashkar. Yeah, and Taka people say this, <laughs> people say it's true, okay? So, so, oh, so now, well, let's think about that. Let's say that's true. Let's say I believe that, that I understand Jewish history, I understand God in Jewish history, and therefore I, I, it, it, it's, it, it, it's interesting to me. This is my destiny. This is the destiny of, of me as a Jew, of Jewish people, let's say community, to be in this land and to interact with the Kosh Baruch Hu in that land, through that land. Okay? So then I should go there. That, that should draw me. I should, that, should, that should pull me. Now, let's just talk about that. Why should that pull me? Why should that pull me? Because I'm going to have a better life. I'm going to be richer. I'm going to be happier. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I'll have more Ashgachah. Okay? So what? So why, why is that a Mechaif? So I think, and this sort of ties into the second side. That in a certain sense, this is what religion is about. We have a two stuff what religion is about in one year. But in a certain sense, at least practically, the, the idea of being a yid or the idea of religion is that is that there's something that you're part of, there's something important that God is doing that you are a part of. We call that serving Hashem. Let's say serving Hashem. How do you serve Hashem? Well, if Hashem is doing something through through your people in a certain way. And you could either be a big part of that or, or be a small part of that or no part of that at all. Then that is the most important Avedis Hashem, the most important, most important reality, most important truth. If truth speaks to you, if reality speaks to you, and there's this reality that Hashem is doing something through you, your people, in a certain place, and you're like, no thanks, it's basically a curse. It's akin to curse. It's like a person saying, I don't want to be a Ben Why? Because I enjoy it better to not be a Ben Okay, it doesn't really make it, it, it on a deep level. He's missing something fundamental. Similarly, if you see Ashkafas in Eretz Yisrael, Amisol in Eretz Yisrael, and you say, you say the Michael because I'm because totally over here, then you're 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 so very very deep kaifer. I think. And I read recently there's a fellow who I've been fascinated by. His name is Karl Popper, and he said the following: He's a, he's the biggest kaifer of that. No, but no, but he said the following thing. He also is a genius awesome and he has a lot to, to we have a lot to learn from him and think about. And what how to, and how to apply it, how to respond. He said the following. He said, I recorded that the future depends on ourselves, and we do not depend on any historical necessity. We do not depend on any historical necessity. He's very against uh, what he calls historicism, this idea of reading history, which comes from Hegel, really comes from Hazal. That means from the, from the Nevi'im, Hegel himself starts with. Hegel talks, if you ever read this, this book, if you read the beginning of this book about history, he talks much like, like a Navi. We have to understand Hashem's reason, and it's Nifla, you don't hear people talking like that. He calls it theology. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he talks uh, about providence and capital P. And, 
and 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 basically there was this idea of look we can look at history because we have to see the reason of history. So we have to see the Yah Hashem. We have to see the, what Hashem is doing through history. What history is being megal. And along comes came Kaifun Gedolim and said, "This is the worst thing to do." And you're but you think you're prophets and you think you understand what's happening and no one understands anything. And the future depends on ourselves, and we do not depend on any historical necessity. It means let's take a chrayis. Sort of my first step. Let's take a chrayis. That's what I said. There's a lot to learn from. Let's take a chrayis. And let's stop thinking that history is going to happen by itself. Let's say once Tainan, you may have seen this, once Tainan, the Mashiach is going to come. This is going with my first side. Mashiach is going to come because people are going to doubt that he's going to come. So he says, as long as people are certain that Mashiach is coming, no one's going to do anything about it. So that's exactly what Papa's Papa says, we do not depend on any historical necessity. I mean, there's no Mechaev in history that, that anything should happen. And that's the biggest Kfira. And in a certain sense, it's the only Kfira. Only Why? Because the essence of Yiddishkeit is the Yiddish is doing something. What? When? I don't know. But Hashem is doing something and Hashem is in control. And we have a part in that. And we have a part in that. Right? That's a, that's an essential... No, I'm not saying like this. Ram has 13 acres. One second, one second. The Ram is talking, I'm not talking about making 12 acres. It's such an important thing. Sorry, the first acres we see is Hashem. But I'm saying this because like this. If you look at the Torah, more than the Torah cares about the Hashem, the Torah cares about is there something happening? Is there a story? There's a middle, beginning, and it's going to be an end. And if you don't believe that there's some story happening in the world, then you're, you're missing the whole Torah. Then your mom's missing the whole Torah. But see, it's Hashem. Nobody even knows. Shmuel says, what's Hashem? I don't know. Who knows what Hashem is? Very hard thing to define. You have to be a big coffin to define it. But that there's some story happening, <laughs> that's like, yeah, we go every week. Go show. We're another bad part of the story. So, of course. So, if you deny that there's a divine story happening, if you deny historical necessity, you're the biggest guy for Hashem. Okay, and if you do understand historical necessity, behind you there's some story happening in the history, and here's the story is Pachas here's the contours, and Chayes was a major part. Which, by the way, most a lot of intelligent people are might as this Jewish or not. They're clearly Jewish people are part of somehow integral fundamental to the story of the world, and then and and Eretz is then too. So then you might say, well, you should be part of the story. Why? Because the story has a historical necessity. I mean, the story is Mechaev, you'd be a part of that. If you're a person who cares about reality, cares about what's, what's important in the world, then, then the story is, is, is important. I, just to, to ask about that last point, let's say a person is, is I think there's a bigger kaifer than the one that you mentioned. Which one? Yeah. We're saying is that if a person, let's say, denies that there's any providential work that can be done in the world, uh, or that history that is being done. That is being done. Or that has been done. Well, or, or that will be here's done. Here's my question. What about if a person believes in a providence that can be done? That can? Can be done. Can I mean, be done. It, history can be actualized and it can also not right. be actualized. Right. That's what I think. That's what, sort of my first side. Right. So then this is this is not saying... No, 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 no. See, I think we're part of the historical necessity. I think the fact that people are going to doubt whether the history has any historical necessity is also part of Hashem's part. You put in the Geiger counter in the box. <laughs> I think so. Okay. See? That's why I think there's a lot to learn from this fellow. And that's why I, I, I still maintain that Mashiach is going to come like people who don't who even doubt it. That's my first thought. My first thought is we have to understand it. And if we don't understand it, it won't happen. That's what it means. Again, it's a Gemara and Sanajin about whether Google is telling the truth or not. Maybe a very important Sushta. I have a feeling it's not, but it might be Mamash. That's the question. Okay, so this is the big question. So this is the big question. Um, so, you know, is it that should we go and do things because because of history, because of patterns? Or are we supposed to understand things? 
How are we supposed to understand things? I don't know. It's like a shadow of mitzvah kavano, sort of. Again, vatsushtam yishlachalik yikal, right? No, but I'm saying the idea, like the idea, is a mitzvah something that you do because you're fitting into something larger than than your mind. Forget about your mind. Don't be so self-centered. It's very important. It's a very important idea, by the way. In general, people are, are too self-centered about the Yiddish guy. And you have to understand what I mean to say is like this. Marshall, just to give you a bad example, but it's, it's happens to be a decent example that you know this 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 tishuba people say uh, people people wish each other a tishuba a meaningful fest, a meaningful fest. What's pshat? Why what if this is not a meaningful fest? Because after I'm going to fast and it's not going to be meaningful. Why should I fast if it's not meaningful? Because it's just a stupid thing. Because you know what the purpose of tishuba is? That the fact that Klai Yisrael as a whole is fasting, that has a meaning over and beyond any one person saying less Lashon Hara because he heard a good uh, service on Tisha B'Av, right? But, but there's a focus, there's a self-centeredness that people have, which is like, what, what was the mitzvah doing for me? So, of course, and this is why you, don't, you have to be careful to take any of these stuff too, too extreme, and keep on saying, we're trying to get to extremes over here. But even on my first side, that everything is about understanding, it's very, you could still say, well, you know what? People should mindlessly go to Herzl's throne. As they, as many people do, mindlessly because they're inspired, because look, it's so important to the Torah, because I don't want to be facing it, so I'm be a hypocrite, because that way they're going to aid the other guy who's going to explain it one day. Or like someone should fast on Tisha B'av, because that way someone will remember, one day someone will explain why it's so important. I guy's going to fast on Tisha B'av, they have no idea why it's important, it's going to mean nothing to him, but he should still do it. Why? Do you believe in a meaningless Judaism? No. But I believe that that we need the masses, and I mean masses in the regulatory sense. We need to keep things alive and do practices that will eventually uh, unlock meaning. Okay, so that's why I don't don't take these things too extreme. Even on my side, that that the gula and itself depends on understanding. It doesn't necessarily mean that that, that uh, it's certainly by design. Let's say that chazala ma'ayr about itself turns ma'ayr about itself, and people get excited about it as well. But that's not the 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 ultimate. Story. The ultimate story, according to the first side, is is totally an intellect. Idilma. The ultimate story is is is, is totally in Hashkacha. It's totally in in Shechas, to follow the patterns of Hashkacha, to be to plug ourselves into the patterns of Hashkacha, which are seem to be very apparent, and and go with it. It's very powerful. And these, I think, two different studies. You know. Um, Maybe the two sides of the same coin. You know, after I want to think about this a lot. I will do another thing about it, and then I'll let you know if I have any more to say about this. But um, but yeah, these are the two studies, and and like this. So that's uh, that's it for this question. What I want to do is for the next for the next question, I want to think like this, and this will get back to um, what we started with. Yeah, either way, whether the future is going to happen through thought. Let's say, or whether it's going to happen to Ashkacha, we need to talk about what we started with the first year, which is the relationship of the future to the past, and whether the models are the same. Because either either that's negative for us to understand what to do, or that's negative for us to understand the patterns, right? Either way, whether Gula is us doing what I'm moving with, or Gula is being thinking, or Gula is us fitting into the pattern, we still have to work out these questions of her, the world is different than it used to be. Either because we want to figure out, let's say, why should we do this in Eretz Yisrael? It's important to do Eretz Yisrael, or either mitzad, sign mitzad the thinking, or mitzad the Ashkel. We'll have to plug these two together. Why do you exist in the Eretz Yisrael? What? Why do you exist in the Eretz Yisrael? 
Because I'll tell you specifically what I want to talk about. Okay, no, so specifically what I'm talking about is next next year I want to talk about this. This is what I'm talking about next time, I think. The Ramban says, as we mentioned before, that it's all controlled by Hashem and the rest of the lands are controlled by the 70 times. So I want to explain to you next year what that means. And I want to and I want to talk about whether that's still true. It's still not even on Still not even on So you understand why that's important? If the difference in Eretzol and Jairat is Lugabi Hashkoch, the Ramban tells us what the difference is. The other Ramban said the Sermon and Eretzol has Hashem. So if we can understand what that means, let's see if that's still the game on Azeh. I have reason to think it's not. As I mentioned briefly the first year. I don't think there are Lehemachem anymore. I think the world is all mavogel. So whatever, other things happen. And I don't know if there's any Amim have a unique character and the Sarim and so on and so forth. So maybe, as I mentioned also the first year, maybe we're getting to the point of Asidat, saying we can't, we can't mindlessly apply the Torah. By the way, and, and just to be clear, if you mindlessly apply the Torah, it's probably going to have good effects. This is, you have to understand. I'm not saying the guys who are going to Israel are keeping it Israel. The concept of Israel, they're keeping it on, on the sense of the scene. They have to thank you very much. Those people are going to stay in the Chutzarets because they're saying, look, I see that Israel is Spash Chalom Kulay. You're right? And what's going to happen? She has to come. And Israel is going to Spash Chalom Kulay. And they're going to say, see, told you so. Right? But Lamaisa, they have to be thankful for the people that didn't listen to them and made it Israel. I mean, it's all the place that's going to be spashed. Right? So <laughs> well, yeah. I'm saying, so it's, this is not, well, don't take anything too stark. We have to lay it out between Stadim and Einstein. And, you know, I want to talk about what should talk to us. They keep on saying the same point. If if you read a Gemara that says, you go to Absolutely Nakan Averis, and that Gemara talks to you, that's what, that's great. That's what's supposed to do. It's by design. It's supposed to talk to you. Go to Absolutely. In all my Stadim, that's, that's, that's true. Even if Absolutely is only an idea today, because the mice and the sarum are not there anymore. Fine, but how do you keep that idea alive? Is <clears throat> because the people live there. But I'm talking about in the in the, in the most perfect ghoul. I'm looking for the most perfect ghoul. I want to know what does that look like? Because I have to not be inspired to go there. That's what it's the first year. I have to not be inspired to go to the So I want to work out, is there something, is there a better price? Then, yeah, yeah, it's just so murdic. I feel so good. Which, <laughs> so I do not mean to minimize. Okay. Anytime I say something that may be chasro b'gerei, so I'm missing the dog. I don't mean to it. But you what I'm saying? All these things are wonderful. But I'm talking about what's the tzura of the of the shleimus of it. So the tzura of the shleimus of it's all totally in the havana, but the tzura of the shleimus of it's all totally in mashkach. And this I leave with the sach because I have to think about it more. And, and it's done. Okay. See, I, okay. I, I just I, I, my only I guess question is 